0: How's it everyone? Welcome to this Thursday morning, and because it's Thursday, it's Refresher Thursday, and this morning we are continuing uh, looking at our uh, Sidekicks series, which we've been preaching on Sunday, and this last Sunday we looked at Barnabas. Now, Barnabas is an interesting character, you can listen to the sermon online, but Barnabas was originally a, um, his name, his name originally wasn't actually Barnabas, his name originally was Joseph. But he was such an encouraging kind of personality, such a good guy to be around that people were like, you know what, your parents might have called you, Barn- might have called you Joseph, but actually your name should have been Barnabas because Barnabas means someone who encourages an encourager. And uh, that's kind of how he lived his life and and on Sunday, we looked at different aspects of who Barnabas was as this guy who was prepared to fade into the background how he might not have been the main guy but under his ministry like John Mark and the Apostle Paul actually thrived and flourished. He was an amazing disciple maker. Barnabas didn't write any of the New Testament himself, but between John, Mark and Paul, they wrote over a third of the New Testament. And so Barnabas had an amazing legacy after himself. And we spoke a bit on Sunday about the responsibility we have to be able to kind of extend that legacy through our lives and that we aren't looking to be the ones who achieve everything ourselves, but our primary role is to help others achieve what God has for them. That um, at one level, uh, we want to go out and follow Jesus and do all the great things Jesus did. But at another level, we understand that what Jesus did was to equip and train and care for people. Jesus said to us, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And so that is our primary mandate. And so I wanted to just zoom in quickly on one of the points that I spoke about on Sunday and hopefully encourage us a little bit with this one. Because um uh, let me read the text and then we'll, we'll jump into it. So Acts eleven twenty three to 24 says, When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. Now the context here is, the apostles down in Jerusalem hear that God is doing some amazing stuff up, up in Antioch. So they sent Barnabas up to go and see what, what's happening. And when Barnabas arrives, he sees the grace of God and he's glad about it. And he encourages them to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. And so there's a few observations around Barnabas. And this is the thing I wanted to talk about today was, I often hear people talk about um, this whole thing of like when you look at your life we need to be quite positive you know like um, see the glass half full not half empty and all that kind of stuff so in other words it's a different perspective of looking on life in other words um you can look at the same situation but see it in two different ways you can see it negatively or see it positively and I don't believe that um, I, in a sense I don't believe that that's how God wants us to approach situations I think it's not that we have this change of mind or the change of perspective where we're doing like mental tricks to try and see the good in everything or whatever. But rather, I think what we're trying to do is see not the good in everything, but see the God in everything. And and it might sound like it's semantics, but it's not really because when I look at a situation, the question is, is God at work? Was God not at work? And it's not like you can look at the same situation and say, well, God is and isn't at work in the same situation. If God is at work, then the glass is half full. In fact, the glass is overflowing, but it's just God is at work in that situation. And We have to be able to see what God is up to. If God's not at work in that situation, then he's not at work at all. This isn't a look at it from a slightly different perspective kind of thing. And what, what we see about Barnabas is he arrives at the church in Antioch when he came and saw the grace of God. And I think there's something in us that we need to train ourselves as Christians, not to try and rethink that the glass is half full, but rather be looking for the grace of God at present in whatever the situation is that we're involved in and look for those little embers of grace because it's not always you know it's not always like you walk in and just you can see God all over something but when we begin to see how powerful and eternal and how magnificent God is and how all-powerful he is we realize that God is at work in a thousand different ways in everybody's lives that God is at work in our communities and God is at work in society and God is at work in our country And so our first step is, Lord, what are you doing? I want to see the grace of God. I want to see what you are doing, Lord, because when I see that, it changes the way I approach what I'm doing. It's not me sitting going, well, what is the positive here that I can look at to try and encourage myself with? No, because that's still fallen and, and kind of just really down here. And it's just a mental gymnastics or a mental trick. But rather to look and say, God, what are you on about in this situation? What is the big thing that you are doing here? That's the thing I want to be able to see. Those are the embers I want to blow on. Because when God is at work in a situation, friends, that thing will eventually always win out. And so it's being able to put our back behind or put our shoulder to the thing that God is at work busy doing. Um, And so what we spoke about on Sunday is that if we have this eye for the grace of God, what we become like, then we walk into situations, the petrol and the wind on the embers not the water that just blows it out. If you look at Barnabas when he arrives, there's a lot of reasons why he would have looked to pour water on what was happening in Antioch. Firstly, this was a not a Jewish church. This was a Gentile church. And so this was still very new for them. And he didn't walk in and be like, you know what? I'm Barnabas the Jew. And you guys need to listen to what I'm saying. Oh, let's just shut all of this down until we get the right structures in place. This is messy. This is... He walked in not looking at Jew or Gentile. He also didn't walk in looking at the church structure and how they were doing things. And he walked in looking for one thing and one thing alone. And that was the grace of God. He didn't walk in and go, well, I'm not being recognized here. You know what? This is a great place to set up, Barnabas Ministries International. Barnabas was able to walk in and go, there's all this stuff going on. I'm looking for the grace of God at work here, and I'll celebrate the grace of God. And you know what, friends? Celebrating the grace of God doesn't mean that we stick our head in the sand and, and pretend that there aren't things that are out of line, and that things there aren't things that are um, a bit that need correcting. Not at all. But when we celebrate the grace of God or see the grace of God in something, we're able to add um, fire and wind and petrol to that thing through encouragement, like Barnabas, the son of encouragement. When we look at, at um, what God is doing in the lives of the friends around us, what God is doing in our church, what God is doing in our kids' lives, and even what God is doing in our own life. When we first recognize that, we see what God is doing, then all of a sudden there's a reason right, for things to fall off because we are pursuing Christ. It's not we're trying to, you know, discipline and change things and cut things out to make a better life for ourselves. It, that's kind of a self-fulfilling um it's selfishness in itself even trying to do that but when i see the grace of god at work in my life the grace of god at work in other people's lives and i blow and encourage that thing all of a sudden all the other stuff people find it that much easier to be able to walk into their future because that's the thing that god is pouring grace into and so if i can encourage us here's the thing that um To ask God, just to open your eyes, and I've been asking God that recently as well. God, show me the grace of God. Where are you at work at the moment? Because I want to be adding stuff there. Um, And sometimes the grace of God is at work in a tricky space in our lives, or something that's really hurtful to us. And it's not easy, but to go to God and say, Lord, show me the grace. Show me where you're working at the moment so that I can work alongside you. And if it is a hard place in your life and God's busy rooting something out, it could be an offense, it could be forgiveness could be a momentum thing or it could be a good thing. But God, I'm coming to you and I'm asking you for your help, right? Because you're at work here, I'm coming to you and I'm saying, I want to work with what you're working with in my life. God is as committed at working in us as he is at working through us. And when we meet other people to ask the question, where is the grace of God at work in this per- person's life? And not just to attribute everything to coincidence and to good circumstance and good fortune and all those kind of things, but this is the grace of God at work in someone's life. And to be able to blow on that and remind people, because it's so easy to forget and look past it. And sometimes when you're living that out yourself, it's very easy for you to look past the grace of God at work in your own life. And that's why it's so helpful to have friends who can come alongside and say, wow, isn't God good? I can't believe what he's managed to accomplish in you and through you. And so if I can encourage us this week, let's be those that look for the embers of God's grace in people's lives and blow on those things and encourage and to speak the truth and um, to encourage people into what God has for them. Those who are on the journey towards faith, those who are Christians, maybe those who have been on the road for a long time, that we become those who help to set people's hearts on fire again, to be in love with Jesus and on the mission that he has for us. Can't wait to see you tomorrow morning.